I know people that sometimes don't have the money to fertilize, for example. Mm. I always know how much money I'm going to get. Because always. you know what your, yeah, you know what your revenue yeah. is. Uh, yes. So I have enough money to save for when my, when the harvest is not that good. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if the harvest goes down, obviously I'm going to get less money. Mm -hmm. But because I've been paid all these years a good amount of money, I have enough money to keep my employees, for example. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode two of a five-part series where we're talking about the challenges uh, the challenges of problem-solving at Origin. Uh, and we are here with Anna Vizcaino from Two Birds Coffee, and we are in this episode talking about solving the problem of pricing. Now, obviously, we're not solving the problem, but what we're addressing is how hard it is for producers to solve these problems. So oh. these are problems that really are generational. And when we talk about pricing, we have to start at the fact that the cost of the price of coffee on the sea market really hasn't changed in 30 years. It fluctuates mm. up and down. But when you look yeah. at inflation, if I look at a Coke 30 years ago, we were talking about less than a dollar like probably less than 50 cents for a Coke. And now we're looking at, I don't know what a Coke costs, like what, $3 these days for a Coke? Yes. That's, that's what happens with products, right? Coffee has not done that. And we're not going to go into the details, the very minor, uh, minute details of how coffee is traded. But Anna, talk about why coffee pricing is a difficult problem for you to solve as a producer, even though you have an interesting model, the way that you and the boys are working to get the coffee sold, right? How about we start there? How how do you how does two birds move coffee? Um when uh Diego and Pancho so mm -hmm. uh, they were looking at and my husband also, uh, uh they were like how how can we solve the problem of the fluctuation of the of the prices? Mm -hmm. Because um, and because that's exactly the problem. You know, it's not just the amount of uh, how how much it is uh, how much they pay is the the not not knowing how yep. much income we're gonna get a year. Yeah. And so uh, what they do is that they buy my coffee mm -hmm. at a good price. And they sell it and they do their 20% or their 15% extra. So they, they, they had their business, mm -hmm. but they pay me always the same amount, if not a little more, but never down. So they pay me, this doesn't matter how much the C market is at, mm -hmm. they, I'm always going to get my money, right? And, and, uh, or a little more. This is green green importers into ah, the US, right? Yes. So if a green importer into the US wants to buy your coffee, you have a set price. Yes. This yeah. is awesome. And and uh, now they are starting to buy from other people, from mm -hmm. my friends, from Mujeres en Café, from uh, my neighbors, and they do the same. So even though sometimes the sea market goes to $3, we are always going to pay the same amount. We are not going to go to the $3. We're going to go to the 280 or my, our goal is to get to the $3 always. That's our goal. 
So, I mean, this is how business should be done, right? Mm -hmm. This. Yes. So, tell me what the flow and effect. So, how does it benefit your business doing business oh. like this compared to the other model? Um, I know people that sometimes don't have the money to fertilize, for example. Mm. I always know how much money I'm gonna get because always. you know what your yeah you know what your revenue yeah. is. Yes, so I have enough money to save for when my when the harvest is not that good. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if the harvest goes down, obviously I'm gonna get less money. Mm -hmm. But because I've been paid all these years a good amount of money, I have enough money to keep my employees. For example, friends, World of Coffee Dubai is back in 2024, and I am proud to announce that the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward will be the official podcast partner for World of Coffee Dubai for the second year in a row. The Roasters Village will be a one of a kind destination for all things coffee. As an exhibitor, introduce your artisanal roasts to an international audience and gain valuable insights from their perspective. Visitors, Immerse yourself in the celebratory coffee culture experience by sampling exclusive cups poured with passion from cafes worldwide and absorb insights that will elevate your own appreciation of all things coffee. Whether you brew coffee or just love savoring a fine cup, this event gathers the global coffee community under one roof in an amazing city. Join us at World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 at Dubai World Trade Center from the 21st until the 23rd of January. Tickets are available at Dubai worldofcoffee.org or you can contact us on social media for any questions that you might have at mapforward.coffee. Get your tickets now, folks. Come see the podcast being recorded live and we hope to see you in January in Dubai for World of Coffee. I'm very, why the, the, whatever it is, like uh, tires, uh, mm -hmm. change the truck. Maintenance uh, on the farm maintenance on the farm, but especially your employees, right? Mm. You, you know, because you cannot imagine that they have been with me for three, four years, and then all of a sudden I don't have enough money to pay them. Yeah. So I can raise their salary that year, or I have to say, listen, I'm sorry, I can't have another driver, you know? I can get away with one driver. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what happens to them? Wow. So... Uh, Having having enough money at the farm is it's awesome. I mean, it gives me stability. It gives mm -hmm. me um, en enough for everything. Now, tell us what's happening for pro how, what the experience is for producers who don't have this kind of stability. How are the, uh, what is their model? Help people understand how it works with the sea market. When uh, when uh, when the farmer has other uh, income like. Mm -hmm. uh, another kind of income they they use that income to supplement the farm right but sometimes they don't have that right and what happens is the farm goes bad i mean it doesn't they don't have enough money to to keep it up right they and... don't have and you can tell you can tell because the coffee quality goes down um the the, the employees are not that happy Mm. Uh, you can you can see it at the farms, right? And folks, for those of you who don't know, what 
typically happens is, and it's different at every origin and it's different in most regions within an origin, but basically the base price, whether it's specialty coffee or it's commercial coffee, the base price of coffee that's being sold, whether it's being sold as cherry or it's being sold as parchment, whatever, the everything goes off what's called the C market. And that's the futures exchange that coffee is sold on. It's an exchange that's in New York. It's called the ICE exchange. In the, the brokers who, who work on it don't really call it the C market. But what why this number is so important is because at origin, when they're dealing in cherry or whatever at whatever part it is of the supply chain at origin, Everything is based on this price plus what we call a differential. And so whatever extra little bit needs to be stacked on top of that base price, if the base price goes up, the differential just gets stacked on top of that. If the price goes down, the differential gets stacked up on, t- on top of that. So you can see that the C market is so important for determining how much a producer is going to get. Yep. And so... When people are operating based off what's happening in this thing that's in New York, that involves people who aren't even touching the coffee. Like this this exchange, this futures exchange, what happens is that people are trading on it as speculators. So they think, well, Brazil had frost. And so there's going to be a drop in, in coffee. You know, they're going to gamble essentially. And they're going to say, I expect that there's going to be a drop in supply for coffee in Brazil in the future. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to go long or short coffee, right? I'm going to buy or sell my contracts. This really does impact the price of coffee on the sea market. So I want to ask you, Anna, what happens when you start seeing these prices go up and down? Is it when? Go yeah, ahead. For- for, for my dad, for example, I remember at some point, that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I remember I was maybe that, maybe 12. Okay. And the coffee, don't quote me on that because I don't remember the year when this happened, yeah. but something happened in Brazil. It was a, it was a frost. My dad was jumping up and down because something bad had happened to Brazil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. thing, you know, but he was like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, we're going to get a good harvest. And so he started like spending money that he had saved from his savings started in the farm because he knew that for two years it was going to get good, like a good price for the coffee. Right, right. And this is where the cycle becomes a problem, right? Yeah. And then that money, you already, the thing is so weird because you are happy because you can pay your bills from last year and the year before that. So you get the money that year And you don't have enough for next year because you all owe the money. Right. And agricultural loans, folks, are ridiculous with regards to the interest rates. I hear between 30 and 50% on interest rates with agricultural loans. So a lot of these farms, what happens is if there's a frost in Brazil, the expectation is because Brazil's not going to be producing enough for the next couple of years, producers in other origins go and plant as much coffee as they can. Okay. expecting that they're going to be the direct beneficiaries because yeah. the sea market's going to go up. But then what yeah. happens? The market is flooded with coffee in a couple of years, which yeah. drives the price down. And yeah. here we go again. Yeah, we go again. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly it. And so how, how do you, how do you, how, 
See, if there's no um, stability, like, yeah, how do you work with that? No, there's no consistency, right? I, I see where you're coming from. For example, you have your you're working for a company, mm -hmm. and you know that you're gonna get paid a thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Know exactly what car you need, uh, your rent, and everything. Yeah, you have so a budget. You work, yeah, you work your house with your one thousand dollars. Yeah. What if the guy says to you, okay, from now on, it's going to be 700, but you already owe rent and the payment for the car and your mm -hmm. gas money and everything. The same is with the farm. If you if you don't know how wow. much money is coming, how, how do you do that? It's super hard. I don't, I don't there's no solution. Seriously. Tell me something. How do you get started in a conversation for the producers who are listening? And I know that there are a lot of them that are going to be wondering, how did you get started in shifting the business model? And I know you've got two very, very smart gentlemen. We're upgrading them from boys to gentlemen. Boys but gentlemen. I, I do business with them, with, with a client of mine. So I know how smart these guys are and they are switched on. So tell me, how do you and them start creating the, the funnel that ends up getting this new pricing model happening? Um, we just, we just, the, the first year was, we didn't know what we were doing. The, the truth of the matter is that, mm -hmm. uh, they all said, mom, send some coffee here. I I'm remember like, they oh. told me they put it in the garage, right? That's what they, they had, were storing it in the garage. That's where they were selling it from. It's fantastic. And, uh, uh they also just said in some, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens that, you know, I'm like, okay. You know, I just said, yes, because there's no other solution. We couldn't find another solution. I think my at some point I told my husband, if this doesn't work for a couple of years, I mean, the, having the conventional farm and everything, I, I think we need to sell. Okay. Because, because uh, um, it is the only way that... It's not a viable business model. It's not viable because then my husband was sending money to the farm mm. from his business. That doesn't make it sense to me. No, no, you know? no, no. So when Diego said, bring some coffee here, we did. Uh, and Diego was, st was still in school. Mm. And so it was me getting, it was Diego putting things in the truck of my car, the, the big bags of coffee, and me and my youngest, which uh, she was very young, uh, going around Florida with a list of roasters and knocking on the door without even calling them because sometimes they don't answer your yeah. email. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to go one at a time. So we went all around Florida, knocking on the doors and saying, listen, I have, I am this person from Guatemala and I have coffee in my truck <laughs> and I'm selling it at $3, I think it was, at $3 a pound, something like that. I don't remember, uh -huh. you know? And uh, they bought it. They just bought it. I'm like, they saw me like I had two heads, right? Uh -huh. uh, they look at me and it's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're doing that on my like, oh, so weird. You crazy woman. You drove your pickup <laughs> all the way and, from Guatemala. Yeah, and Maggie's sleeping in the car. You oh. know, it. And, and they, they just bought it. Uh, some people bought three bags. Some others will buy one. And I only could fit six in the car. 
So then you drive back home and pick up more bags and that's wonderful. <laughs> that's such a wonderful story. Yeah, yeah. So we did that for, for that year and uh, I think that we haven't lost one client yet. Wow. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Knowing your family, I'm not surprised at all that you, I mean, I even know people who you sell to in Saudi Arabia. Shout out to you, Yusuf. I know that you're listening. <laughs> Shout out to Yusuf. Um, and everybody speaks so highly of what it's like to do business with your family. And what I love uh, about this is, go ahead, please. I'm sorry, sorry. I interrupted, but it's, it has been so much fun. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's what I was about to say is, you made a decision about how you want to run your business and you made it a joy to do that. You didn't make it like, hey, guys, we're not doing business with anybody that doesn't want to pay what we're going to do. No, it was like, hey, this is what the coffee costs. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope that producers that are listening that are looking to shift because uh, what I hear a lot from people, whether it was well, when I was in India when I'm out at expos and people are, producers are talking to me, the one problem that they keep saying that they don't know how to solve and they wish that they could solve is how do we unhook ourselves as an industry from the same market? Yeah. And you've done it. Yeah. And that, that saved the farm. Really? Yes. And, the, and yeah. it seems like the flow and effect of that has been that you can pay your employees, you can bring them on full time, you can give yes. them a better life and stability. Yes. So the stability isn't just for you, the stability ends up being for the workforce yes. that you employ as well. Yes. Which is the way that it should be, right? That's the way it should be, yes. Yeah, perfect. Folks, in the next episode, we're going to start talking about certifications. So this is... <laughs> It's going to be a wild one. Join us for the next one. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.